Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to Living Color Abroad. I'm your host, Angel Rodriguez. And in this episode, you'll be listening to me discuss the end of my time here in Costa Rica. I take you through when I found out that I would not be returning to my school, which was many months ago. But then I also let you know when I found out I was going to be leaving Costa Rica, which is which was very, very recent. Um, I take you through the whole interview process of me interviewing from many schools, interviewed different schools from around the world. And then it came down um, to two choices, two choices which are very different from each other. <laughs> Strong contrast, I would say, the two locations, which you will soon hear about. And I chose one. And I obviously had to choose one, and I chose one. And I feel satisfied with that choice. I feel good with that choice. And, yeah, you're going to hear about that. And also, you're going to hear about why I'm going to miss Costa Rica. The funny life coincidences that have happened to me in this past two weeks. And the future of this podcast. And lastly, why this is not a goodbye, this is a see you later. Hope you enjoy. This is A Living Color Abroad. So let's begin. Um, And I apologize in advance if you hear any noise in the background. Uh, My Airbnb is located beneath a restaurant. (laughs) So right beneath the kitchen, actually. So you might hear some uh, feet scurrying along, plates clanging, uh, clanking. So maybe um, if you like that kind of stuff, keep listening. Nah, it shouldn't be too bad. Um, Yeah. And I'm here in Manuel Antonio right now on the Pacific side of Costa Rica on a little farewell trip. I'll speak more about that. In a little bit. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, it has great views. I'm overlooking right now uh, the Pacific Ocean. Um, yeah. And so this is where I'm at. So let's, let's get right to it. It's obviously been a long time since I released an episode. Actually, it's been over a month now. <laughs> I checked. And um, there's a good reason for that. There's been a lot going on. A lot going on. So th- this episode, is, as you see, is titled Goodbye Costa Rica. Hello, where I'm going next. I'm not going to ruin that right now. I want you to keep listening to the whole episode. So <laughs> for those that know, keep listening. If you, if you know me personally, if you don't know, you definitely got to keep listening. But anyway, um, so one thing I did not disclose, but I kind of hinted at for the, for different episodes, if, you, if you're following along, is that my time in Costa Rica might have been coming to an end. And it, it has officially come to an end, my time in Costa Rica. But I actually knew this back in December. <laughs> I Well, at least I knew that my time at my school was over in December. Um, and I guess now I can disclose uh, some. I can't disclose all of it. Obviously, this is professional and personal uh, you know, stuff that I can't get completely into. But I can, I'll, I'll disclose as much as I feel comfortable disclosing. So basically... Um, my contract, I always read up for one year uh, in my school here in Costa Rica. And as always, you know, you have a, a contract renewal discussion, usually early November, uh, November, early December kind of thing. And so I knew there were changes that were going to happen. 
I didn't foresee that I wouldn't be working in the school. I want to be clear about that. But I did foresee certain changes happening. And so I was notified that my contract would not be renewed, um, which was a surprise to me, I, I will say, um, and that they were going a different direction. But I want to be clear about <laughs> the reason why that why that is. It had nothing to do with my ability to teach or what I did at work. That's clear. I have glowing references from every all my superiors and my job, my director, my principal, everyone. So it wasn't that. Um, as usual, you know, these things, I worked for a for-profit institution. These international schools, most of them now, are for-profit. And what happens is, obviously, it's for-profit. You're relying heavily on the numbers that you get in the school. And, you know, and that's what it is. And, obviously, the money is involved in every type of schooling, but more prominently, obviously, in for-profit institutions, such as the school that I worked for. And so there were budget cuts that were happening. There were budget cuts that were happening, and I got the short end of the stick. Um, because, of course, usually what happens, of course, <laughs> which department is, is cut usually first in schools, doesn't matter, international, domestic, <laughs> whatever, usually performing arts or, you know, music. So that happened to be me. Um, and, of course, I was surprised by this, but, again, I also understood it, you know. It wasn't, of course, it's not something that you ever want to hear that, you know, you kind of, you know, you feel like you're not needed, right? <laughs> but, you know, it's the reality of, of working, right? You know, budget cuts occur, they happen. And, you know, unfortunately, I was I was the one to be on the receiving end of that news. And so I knew that back in December. So from December until now, <laughs> I've been trying to plan my next move, whether that was to stay in Costa Rica whether that was to uh, go elsewhere abroad or that was to go back to the States. And I just, you know, to New York, anywhere else in the States. And so, again, uh, I don't want to, I'm not going to talk about every single thing that occurred from for, <laughs> from December to now. But um, basically, my idea was um, that I want to do things, I want to do more within diversity and inclusion. As you guys know, obviously, the point of this podcast, a lot of what I talk about revolves around diversity and inclusion, and that was my goal. So I kind of saw this almost as a blessing in disguise to do more within um, that that field. But as it turns out, it is very difficult um, to get into that field. I took workshops that I paid for myself. Um, learned a lot, but again, it's it's. Uh, I mean, think about it. I'm also not naive. I have no experience doing that role, which is typically like an HR role. Um, why would they hire someone that has no experience in HR <laughs> that just has a passion for it? Might have done some research on it in a graduate level, um, graduate level research. But you know, no, they're not going to hire someone like that. They're going to hire someone that has experience in HR that's done this before in some capacity. So I also knew I was, you know, I was I was up against it in terms of that. In terms of that, so. You know, I kept holding on to that, you know, little dream there to, to do more stuff in diversity and inclusion. Um, but at the same time, also realizing what my skill set is, and that is teaching, right? I mean, music and music education. And so I started applying to, uh, to various schools around the world, honestly, around the world. I was, I was not trying to go to Asia. I wasn't trying to be that far. I was trying to be in the Americas or Europe. I even entertained the idea of the Middle East. I applied to a school in Dubai. Um, so I was applying within the network that I'm a part of or was a part of, <laughs> and I was interviewing for different schools, some schools in Chicago. And I guess I'll tell you about the first real potential opportunity, first real potential opportunity that I had 
which was in the Netherlands, actually. I interviewed with a British school in the Netherlands, and we did an interview. It was in February. It went really well, um, but it, it was for a head of music position. I was going to be the head of music for primary, which sounds really cool. Like I'm like, no, that's dope. That would be new. Uh, Netherlands, I could see myself living in the, in the Netherlands and Europe. Um, but the problem was when I, when I saw the, uh, the job description, I saw how all-encompassing the job was. Obviously, I'm the head of music, right? People are, have teachers reporting to me. And when I thought about what my goals are, again, and what I want to do, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel as if this would lead me to doing more of diversity and inclusion because I'll be engulfing myself even more in music. And that's kind of not what I want to do. So they sent me, after the interview, they sent me a reference check, which usually means, you know, they're going to continue with the process. I think they enjoyed what I had to say. But I politely, I politely declined um, to continue with the process. Um, they didn't respond to that email when I said that. So <laughs> maybe they were happy with that or whatever. Who, who, who knows, right? They, have, they moved on, obviously, as I, as I did. So that was in February because I thought, hey, listen, it's February. If I'm getting, you know, if I'm getting good vibes in February, I got time on my side. It's all right. I can chill. So February rolls around, I interview for other schools, um, two schools in Chicago, actually, British schools, two British schools in Chicago. And obviously by British school, I mean, you know, a school that follows a British curriculum, you know, quote unquote international school or whatnot. Um, one I was not interested in after the interview, one I was more interested in. Um, and But unfortunately, I didn't get a callback for either, which again, this surprised me. Um, and this this kind of the, the weird part now. Now I'm getting into more like the personal um, in terms of what goes through, what went through my mind as um, I would apply to schools, wouldn't hear back at all after just you know applying and then interviewing and then being turned down. Obviously, that's not a good feeling. <laughs> for example, even for the school that I was not interested in, it would have been nice to you know be wanted back, right? You know, so that that's kind of it's a it's a very it's not a good feeling, obviously, and of course it's definitely stressful. It is def definitely stressful to feel like, okay, you know, I'm crossing schools off the list one by one through choice or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I had, you know, there's a lot of introspection that was going on. You know, I'm looking at my resume. I'm looking at my, I'm like, man, what's, like, it looks like I'll be a perfect candidate for all these schools, you know, um, in my mind. Clearly I, I was not, or at least I wasn't the right fit, right? So, you know, I got to move on quickly. I can't just, I can't, you know be like, oh, you know, poor me, woe is me. I got to continue and keep applying. So that was uh, that was around March, I want to say. Okay, now we're getting into the nitty gritty. April was kind of slow. Um, and now, and also, let me be clear, schools were contacting me as well, but schools, again, in regions I was not interested in, uh, the schools in Asia that were contacting me, <laughs> like, like three or four different schools, I politely declined each one. Um, so there were schools that were contacting me. So I did feel wanted in a sense. <laughs> but again, I was not interested in them, unfortunately. It was not mutual. <laughs> but anywho, so now let's fast forward to, to May. Uh, I want to say mid-May. Where Yeah, yeah, like mid-May mid to late May, actually. So I'm on so many different websites looking for jobs. Like not, now, now the diversity inclusion thing, that's out of my mind now, by the way, because... I'm realizing, okay, is it late? You know, I was prepared to go to summer jobless. I was not, I'm not, I don't think I would be able to go post-summer jobless. Even though I could probably afford it financially, 
it would not be smart financially. I would be, you know, dipping into savings. I wouldn't need help from anyone, but again, it would not be smart. So I'm like, right, I'm giving myself the entire summer, which is obviously through August. So mid mid to late May, um, I'm on this website uh, and I see a school in Turks and Caicos, the Turks and Caicos Islands. I'm like, this is primary, secondary music. So I just apply. I'm like, all right, let me just apply. I get a call back. And let me tell you something. On a scale from one to 10, my interest level at the beginning was a two or a three. I was not very interested. After talking to the director, it went up to like a five or a six. He was extremely pleasant, very honest, and just very direct. And I appreciate all that. And then we kept continuing on with the process of interviewing. We kept interviewing and interviewing. Um, and, you know, I'm like, damn, Turks and Caicos might be it, might be it. Um, and of course I've not told you yet where I'm going. So obviously keep listening, <laughs> but, um, you know, so Turks and Caicos now is becoming a real option for me. Um, and then, you know, I started applying to schools in the States, right? I was applying to international schools, but I started applying to like, you know, whether, whether it was public or charter school, I started applying in DC, places that I would live, DC, California, uh, New York, back in New York. And, um, funny enough, I saw a job posting for my old network that I used to work for, um, which shall remain, remain nameless. Um, and I applied. And within two days, I was contacted by someone that was my former colleague that now is a, a higher up in the company. Um, and she told me about the various options. Um, and I'm like, okay. She told me three options. And one of the options sounded very intriguing to me. Um, and that was found being a founding music teacher at a new school in Brooklyn. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds very interesting to me. And so, and, and, um, and yeah, so now, now is June. There's nothing else, nothing else is sticking to the wall. So now it's between these two schools. I interviewed literally here in Costa Rica multiple times with the school in Turks and Caicos and then I interviewed um, once with the school in um, in New York, in Brooklyn. And now it was a, I had to choose, right? I, it was, I, the offers were made by both schools. And it, I really had a way, both professional and personal. And it's funny enough because when I went to New York, I was talking with a friend of mine and she was asking me, you know, what what are you looking for, Right. And I said, the biggest thing for me is, is, is professional growth. Wherever I go to next, I want it to be somewhere where I, I, I can see myself growing professionally. And, you know, that's going to come first. Personal is going to come second. Um, professional is going to come, obviously not a far second, but it will come second. You know, it'll, that, that's kind of the way I'm, I'm looking at it right now in my career and where I'm at. And so when I looked at the potential of both, the school in Turks and Caicos, which again, was, was I'm like, I can see myself being there. I'm like, oh, I don't got to change the climate. This is great. <laughs> um, again, the, it was an international school. The, the director was a is lovely, uh, lovely, lovely guy. And then the school in Brooklyn, you know, obviously I had a way of going back to my old network. Um, some, uh, you know, something that I know, but also, you know, but then a new school, right? And I'm like, okay, do I want to go back into this into this world? Do I want to go back to New York? Or do I want to be abroad? So those are questions I had to ask myself. And 
and I guess uh, before I reveal where I where I chose, may, maybe based on the way I'm describing these situations, some of you are already guessing. Oh, he chose Turks and Caicos. Oh, he chose New York, right? So, <laughs> uh, I guess let me let me put it this way. Let me put it this way to make it fair for both for both uh, both schools. Turks and Caicos. When I was thinking about uh, between Turks and Caicos, going Turks and Caicos, and um, New York. What I liked about Turks and Caicos was the fact that it was an international school, so I could stay abroad and stay, you know, and cont- and get experience being abroad, but in a different context, obviously, an, an island or whatnot, and it'll be primary, secondary music. I'm not really, so I'll be the entire school's music teacher as a small school, and I'm like, okay, it'll be pretty cool to have such a large impact. Excuse me, in a, in a smaller school setting, right? It's only about 200, 200, 300 kids in the entire, you know, from from elementary to, to middle school. So super small. And I'm like, that could be intriguing. That could be really cool. I think I can grow professionally in that setting and learn a lot of more about, you know, teaching abroad, teaching internationally, and maybe make things my own. They're very flexible with that. What, so that's what stood about Turks and Caicos. Again, talking about professional. Personal, obviously, beach, whatnot, you know, nice weather, you know, world-renowned beaches or whatnot. Um it was stood out. I won't talk about cons for either. <laughs> to be fair to both, I'm not gonna talk about cons. But um, what stood out to me, the school in New York or the situation in New York, was the fact that I know the company. I'm familiar with the company and you know their vision. Um, obviously, I was a part of that vision. I worked there for five years within the company. Uh, four years ago, uh, I worked there for five years from 20, 2014 to twenty nineteen. And um, so that was that was a that was a good thing to me, me knowing what I was getting what I, what I was getting into, um, but also the idea of founding a school again, creating the vision uh, and speaking to the, the head of the school, very flexible in terms of what you know, entrusting tr- me that I you know that I'm going to bring a good program into the school, and that's the feeling I got from both schools that they were going to entrust me. To that, that you know, there's like, yeah, we're hiring you because we trust that you can do this, and you know, we're gonna let you kind of roll with it, kind of thing. And I like, I like, and I and I like the fact that I can feel that way now after teaching for nine years, and you know, and having experience both domestically and uh, abroad. And so that's what stood out to me in both schools. What stood out more specifically in the New York school as well, besides you know the same flexibility, was the fact that I'd be teaching in a new area of Brooklyn, um, in Williamsburg, and so that was intriguing to me as well. So for various reasons, right, but similar but yet different, both schools are very intriguing to me, both the one in Turks and Caicos and New York. And the one I chose, I guess put your guesses in if uh, <laughs> if you don't know, but uh, the one I chose is, drumroll please, that wasn't much of a drumroll, but the one in New York. So goodbye Costa Rica and hello again. <laughs> New York City. I will be moving back uh, to New York. Um, I literally signed the contract like five days ago, no, three days ago. I signed the contract before I came out here. A um, lot of emotions, a lot of lots of feelings. Um, obviously, people I spoke to, family, family was happy. Um, but again, you know, they're like, "Are you happy?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm happy." But of course, it's mixed emotions, right? Because I enjoyed my time here in Costa Rica very much so. Um, And, of course, it wasn't directly in my timeline. But, again, given the situation I'm in, this was the best situation for me to to return back to New York and to be in the situation with uh, with the company that I'm rejoining my company. And 
also importantly, they do a lot of stuff with diversity and inclusion. So that was another thing I didn't mention that also pushed me over the hump with them as well. That I saw growth, not just being a founding music teacher, but also uh, uh, doing more with diversity and inclusion uh, back in New York, back home, where it's you know more uh, more prominent uh, than, than in certain pockets in the Americas. Um, and so that's the reason why. And um, so I'm excited uh, that I'm going back. But again, it feels weird. It's kind of, you know, melancholy, uh, a little bittersweet to be uh, leaving Costa Rica. To know that it's official now, right, that I'm leaving Costa Rica is definitely a, a bittersweet thing. But I'm, I am definitely very excited for this new adventure um, back in New York City. Again, that's what I'm going back, but it's a new experience. And that was important to me. I wanted a new experience uh, being back in New York. And so I also delve into more personal stuff. Um, very sad news, actually. On uh, Over the last weekend, I was at the beach celebrating my friend's birthday. Shout out to Louis. Um, we were there with a couple of friends, and we went to a concert, uh, Cultura Profetica, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later as well. And I see a message like Saturday night that a colleague of ours tragically passed away. He was a, he was a maintenance worker. And that just, I was, I couldn't even comprehend it. I, I couldn't even comprehend it. Then Monday comes and Monday is the wake. I attend the wake of, of uh, this amazing human being that was uh, Gustavo. We call him Tavo. Um, and it was obviously very sad. Very, very sad uh, to be there. And the other crazy part about it was, you know, as I'm, I saw a lot of my colleagues again. So it was such a, it was so many emotions because I, I knew I was signing the contract that day, that night. I told myself I'm going to go to the wake first and then I'll take care of this other personal business when I get home, you know, because I wanted to pay my respects. Um, cause he, he was so, he was such, just such a great person to everyone, but he was also great to me as well. Uh, Gustavo. And so I'm at the wake and I'm saying bye again to my colleagues, but now for a final time, right? Like, or at least for now, you know, in terms of, you know, yeah, I'm, you're probably not going to see me again <laughs> this summer cause I'm going, I'm going to go to New York. Um, and it was just weird to say, you know, to have to say, to say hi again, which was nice, but to say bye again in that circumstance, it was such a odd odd thing man i was and i was just drained and then you know i signed the contract when i get home i signed the contract when i got home excuse me and then i called you know i called my mom you know i spoke to her she was ecstatic you know and she saw that i wasn't that happy and i'm like no i'm happy to go back it's just uh, you know today's been a today's been a lot <laughs> and so you know i hang up the phone i'll be honest um i hang up the phone with her and i was crying man i was crying um I, mostly for for Gustavo, it was just a lot. It was a it was a lot to take in. The whole day was a lot to take in. Um, with that, obviously, me knowing that this chapter of Costa Rica is officially closing, um, and I want to see like at nine o'clock. <laughs> I was so emotionally and mentally drained from the day, and I'm like, I gotta go to bed. I, I need I need the next day to arrive. And so yeah, so it was it was this week and this month. You know, I was in New York. I didn't even talk about that. New York was great. <laughs> But it's been a lot going on, man. It's been a lot going on, and I knew I had to release an episode. <laughs> I knew I had to release an episode updating you guys in terms of you know what was going on because some people were you know were asking me, um, and yeah, and that's basically was what's. I know I'll, I'll have way, a lot more thoughts. Um, you know, I'm still processing, obviously, <laughs> and that's why I came out here to Manuel Antonio to kind of bid farewell to this wonderful place that I love so much here in Costa Rica. I wanted some time away before I have to 
fully packed, which I already started packing and leaving, you know, mid next week, sometime Wednesday or Thursday, heading to New York, and then finding an apartment. And I'm also in the process of doing that as well, which is not recommended to do while you're abroad. It's not. It's not a fun thing. Um. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. <laughs> there's a lot going on. Um. And yeah. So it's it's, it's just been. It's been wild. Sometimes I don't even know how I'm putting it. It's worse, but it's just been a lot. Um, I just also want to talk about some other more positive news, things that I guess are coincidences coincidences in life that have happened to me very recently. And I just think this is so wild. So this band that I saw over the weekend called Cultura Profetica, which is a, the most famous Latin reggae band in, in the Americas or in the world, um, I saw them this weekend. Um they were amazing. I loved this. My favorite band, favorite reggae band. And so I realized when I got back home to, you know, where I live in the city, I, I'm like, I saw them f- four years ago in July as well. And I looked back at my Instagram stories and I saw the date. The date that I saw this band, Cultura Profetica, which translates to prophetic culture in English, um, was July... 15th of 2019 in Brooklyn, right a month before I moved to Costa Rica. Two, three weeks before I moved to Costa Rica, in fact. Um, and I knew I was going to Costa Rica by that time. And someone that was at that concert that I didn't know was there then, but I met them when I was here in Costa Rica, was Gabe. Shout out to Gabe, who I know listens. And we spoke about that while he used to live. He's in Taiwan now. Um, but we spoke about that. That was we didn't know each other, but he was at that concert as well. But that's not the crazy part. What's crazy is that I saw him four years later <laughs> on July 14th. So one day removed from the exact date, four years exactly, that I saw them. And I saw them here in Costa Rica basically two weeks before I moved back to New York. That blows my mind. That fucking blows my mind. When I realized that, I'm like, yo, obviously it's a coincidence, but wow, what a coincidence that I saw them four years ago before I was going to move to Costa Rica, and then I see them four years later to the almost the one day from the exact date that I'm going back to New York? Like a circle, right? Like time is a flat circle. <laughs> this is crazy. So they, they bid me farewell. In New York, and they've been before well here in Costa Rica. So shout out to, to Cultura Profetica for doing that. And that was just wild to me. It was crazy to me. And another funny coincidence that happened literally today, I went to the National Park here, which I love going early in the morning to enjoy the beach before a million people arrive. So I get there early. I'm like laying down on the beach. Um, and it's July 21st, by the way, when I'm recording this. So give you some context before I reveal what I'm going to say. And I'm laying down, like, by a log, basically. And, you know, people are coming. So they, these two women, they're, like, uh, they're from the States. They were from the States. It was obvious from their accent. Um, they're, like, hey, can I, can we borrow a piece of, you know, just sit on this log a little. I'm like, yeah, sure. And I move a little bit to give them some space. And, you know, the one woman's friend, she goes, to, you know, to, the, to enjoy the beach. And the other one stays behind. And I start packing up my stuff because I'm, like, you know, there's too many people. Right? There's too many people. I'm, like, let me, just, let me just leave. I enjoy the beach enough. And so I'm talking to, the, to this woman. Uh, and um, we're talking, and you know, we're just you know, general conversation. Where are you from? What are you doing here? Blah blah blah. 
So then she says, yeah, I'm here for my uh, my friend's birthdays today. And mine, mine is tomorrow. And I just look at her. I'm like, really? She says, yeah. And I go into my wallet. I pull out my ID and I hand it to her. And she kind of puts up her glasses. She goes, oh, my God, we're birthday twins. So if you don't know, my birthday is tomorrow by the time I'm recording the July 22nd. Um, and so that was a really hilarious moment. The fact that this woman was, you know, here in Costa Rica celebrating her birthday. And that's also a coincidence as well. I know some of you might be thinking, Angel, that's not that big of a coincidence. People travel a lot for their birthday, right? Yeah, I, I get it. But the fact that she was sitting right next to me in a log out of anywhere else on this beach and we ended up having a conversation and I found out her birthday is the same day as mine, that's bananas. That's bananas. So we started talking, you know, and um, and then, you know, I, I was leaving. I just, I'm like, hey, let me just give you a hug. Wish you a happy birthday, birthday twin. I hope you enjoy your day. And that was it. And that just, that was, I was thinking about that. I was like, that's so wild. That's so wild. These coincidences, yo. Like, again, I, I'm not a, I've said this before. I'm not a huge believer in everything happens for a reason. Um, but certain things have, have worked out in my favor. And, you know, that I almost, you know, pinch myself sometimes in terms of what my reality is. And then I had to pinch myself yesterday overlooking the beauty that is this place. And listen, one thing that I know, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at this um, because I, I know I'll have more thoughts once I move and I'll do an episode then. But um, I'm going to miss this place a lot. That is a given. Um, if you hear any of my past episodes, I do shit a lot on Costa Rica <laughs> for good reason. <laughs> but again, you this place, I, I've grown accustomed to living here, which is what the thing. I feel at peace here. And one thing that worries me about going back to New York is how am I going to maintain that peace, that inner peace, right? And I was talking to Brian about that in my last episode, you know, talking about how do you get, how do you keep the peace that you had in a certain place and bring that with you? How do you do that? And so, you know, I have some plans that I spoke over with my therapist about. Yes, I see a therapist. You don't know. I suggest everyone goes, goes to therapy. It's, very, it's been very beneficial to me. Um, and I have some, you know, some some plans in terms of how I'm, how I'm going to do that in terms of, you know, maintain inner peace. Because obviously there's going to be moments when I'm in New York and I'm going to be like, I want to skip to Costa Rica ASAP. Um, it's going to be moments I'm very happy that I'm in New York, you know, back home in New York City. And the one thing that I know that I was telling my friends are is that, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rely on them. Because this is going to be quite an adjustment period for me. <laughs> I know I'm going to experience reverse culture shock. I know it's going to be a lot to reacclimate to living in New York again. Of course, I love going to visit. I go there twice a year for, you know, about 10 days. And it's great. I love every minute of it. But then once this is done, I'm ready to come back to Costa Rica. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I get my fill. And so I got to reacclimate to the day-to-day of life in New York. You know, because obviously, as most of you know, if you've ever been in New York City or if you guys from New York are listening, New York is a whole nother animal. Nothing, nothing, no, nothing's like it in good ways and bad ways on this planet. Um, and so I know it's going to take a lot for me to readjust, but I have to be, I got to be kind to myself in terms of giving myself the adequate time. Just like I had to do that when I was in Costa Rica. And so that's on the horizon. So, you know, I, I, we're, we're, we're here going with the flow. Seeing what comes, see where I'm gonna live, <laughs> seeing you know exactly when I'm leaving. I gotta buy my flight ASAP. Probably gonna do that today after I stop recording this episode. And yeah, and um, one thing that also just stuck with me as well, and uh, is the fact that you know people told me like you can go back to Costa Rica, right? Because of course I'm you know telling people I'm sad, like but you can always go back, and that's true. 
And I do plan to come back in six months to visit because uh, shout out to Julian Hanna, they're getting married. And I've been invited and I plan to be there. Uh, but, um, you know, it's obviously not the same as, you know, one living with, you know, where they used to live for four years, right? So, um, but, you know, that is good to know that I can do it again, whether it's Costa Rica or elsewhere abroad, or if I just want to stay in New York, right? That's the, that's the other thing. There's so, so many possibilities in terms of where life can take me, but the idea is I got to be open to it. And it's funny that I'm going back to New York because I've always said that I've always been open to going back to New York. Don't get me wrong. Six months ago, I didn't foresee myself coming back. But life would have it and the situation would have it that that was the best option for me. And it is the best option for me right now at this moment. And maybe that, that, that remains to be the same a year from now, two years from now, three, you know, who knows? But as long as I'm open to possibilities, I feel that life will, will look out for me. And life has looked out for me. Um, you know, it, I'm very grateful the fact that, you know, uh, I most likely will not be needing a roommate when I go back to New York. I'll, I'll be able to afford to live on my own, which is a huge deal. <laughs> so, you know, I'm looking forward to that. You know, I'm looking forward to that as well. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, my birthday is tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be a day that I'm going to be reflecting on life, on how blessed I am, how grateful I am to life. I feel so blessed, so grateful. Um, so fortunate, so, so fortunate. I'm just, I just want to, you know, I want to keep saying those things because I really do feel that, but I feel like it's important not just to feel it, but to say it, to express that. So you can, you know, you can embody that as well, you know, embody the, the, that feeling, that, that vibe, that aura. And so I really do feel grateful for everything that I've experienced here in Costa Rica. And another thing that I always spoke about, I keep, I keep blabbing on, but here we go, is the fact that a friend asked me, where does the podcast go from here? Um, and that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This won't be the last episode of the podcast. That I can guarantee you. I'm definitely going to probably document, you know, my experience of, you know, reacclimating to New York. But I don't know where I take the podcast from. Maybe you guys have some ideas that are listening. You give me some ideas because I still want to keep this going. You know, I don't want it to die just because I'm not living abroad. You know what I mean? I can still interview people that live abroad. Um, and we can compare and contrast, you know, reverse culture shock, culture shock, whatever the case may be. So a lot of things are in flux. Certain things are already set in stone. <laughs> and yeah, I'm trying to be open to it all. And it's wild to think this day has come. You know, sooner or later I thought it might come, but maybe sooner than I anticipated. But I've had a fantastic time in Costa Rica. I really have. And I have no regrets. Um, I've enjoyed it all. Uh, the country has treated me beautifully. The people have treated me very well. And I'm going to miss it. I know when I'm on that plane, I know I'm going to cry. <laughs> I know there's going to be days I'm going to cry over in New York. I know it already. I know it already. I know it because I know myself. And because I've actually truly enjoyed, you know, uh, my time here, it's going to be very sad to leave this beautiful, this beautiful place, this beautiful place where I found peace. But, you know, time keeps moving, right? Time doesn't stop. You got to keep moving forward in life. And this is just another forward progression, right? And it doesn't and just like I told my students when I was when I when I uh, told them I was leaving because they knew months before, you guys knew. <laughs> I told them this is not a goodbye. This is a see you later. And that's the same message because that is true. I'm gonna zoom. The, I'm gonna zoom with them. I hopefully see them in person. Um, and I and I and that's my same message to Costa Rica as a whole. It's not a goodbye. This is a see you later. 
hands to you as well. Um, so it's not a goodbye. This is see you later, Costa Rica. And the hello again to New York. I hope you enjoyed that episode with me discussing so many things. Discussing <laughs> nostalgia, grief, sadness, happiness, melancholy, bittersweet, bittersweetness, all that. Is that even a word? Bittersweetness? Bittersweet feelings. <laughs> um, all those things, everything in between. Um, and yeah, I by the time the next episode will be rolling around, I will be in New York. And I will be uh, informing you guys of, you know, where I'm living. Hopefully that's that's figured out by then. Where I'm living, you know, what's work looking like, what's like to see friends and family or whatnot. And yeah, just, you know, following my reacclimation process um, into New York City. So be on the lookout for that. And I do plan to, again, to continue interviewing people um, that are living abroad. But again, I'm going to need a lot of time to, you know, to to get settled in New York. So it might be might be another minute or so. By that I mean maybe a couple weeks, three weeks until I release another episode. Uh, or maybe sooner. Who knows? Who knows how I'm feeling. But yeah. As always, if you like what you hear, please leave a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Spotify and any of your favorite streaming platforms. See you next time. This is A Living Color Abroad. Peace.